Oh, a little bit of a sloppy start there. <laughs> I didn't mean to do like that. I found I sound like such a consummate, unprofessional podcaster. Oh well. Uh, I don't know if anybody's uh, lined up in the chat right now, but whatever. I think I'm gonna go ahead and go on anyway. I don't want to get jinxed like last week. But what's going on, everybody? You are listening to the fiftieth episode. Or I guess live stream. It's still an episode. You're listening to the 50th episode of the Biggest Mikey podcast. And I am your host, the esteemed Biggest Mikey. What's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are having a really awesome weekend. I missed you guys from last week. I'm going to explain all that before I do. I am going to be... I I, 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 I would be remiss if I did not feel the, feel the need to uh, address my most esteemed cohort... My main tight squeeze, the one on my right, the ones on the one and twos, talking to all you people in the chats and everything, and it is, what is the name I said I was going to make up for you? I completely forgot. I had like this whole idea. Gallifrey like, something? Oh yeah. Gallifrey B. Wolfenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to invent, uh, I decided to invent like a full name for you for some reason, because I thought it'd be funny to just like you know, roll out the show like that, sort of like give you like a backstory, just make that like, you know, but also known as Wolfie for short. What's going on, Wolfie? Hi, Wolfie. Hey, y'all. Yeah, I kind of I like fucked, like, like completely bungled this entire like intro up. I thought I could, you know, you know, I, I thought I had quick hands. It's like I'm still <laughs> trying to learn OBS. It's pretty interesting, but I think I'm getting the hang of it. It's, it's yeah. a lot more easier then I think I give it credit for actually. Right on. Like uh, you know, hopefully for the uh, the live stream component, and I I will hope to try my best to make it more entertaining sooner or later. But you know, for now, I think I can do pretty okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, I like your visual this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what's so funny? I did that mostly on my phone. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that I'm looks really good. I'm glad you like that. Um, I it's amazing what your phone can do. Yeah, right. You know all these like you know these these. Newfangled things These, like multi hundred dollar <laughs> supercomputers we all stick in our phones, but instead we decide to use it to make ourselves fucking insane on Snapchat and yeah. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes we dox people, sometimes we shit on people because, of like, you know, no, no, there's no doxing in this house, no, not in this house, but you know, I've, I've known to be a fucker sometimes on my social media from time to time. I don't she know if you've this. ever doxed anybody though, no, fuck no. Like I I I'm 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 a strongly principled person on the subject of doxing. I I I would never do such a foul thing. That's terrible. I'm I'm I'm. I, listen, I'm gonna let real real be real right now. Like it, it's it, I think I think I think for people who actually go that extra line, you know, that extra mile to like you know cast someone's like personal information out there like as a means to like. I think it speaks to like just the baser nature of just human beings who just want to get the better out of somebody and they realize an, an expedient way to do so, especially against an ideological opponent of any kind, which would be, hey, maybe I can't walk over to you and punch you because you're halfway across the world, but, you know, it, I don't know, it's it's not right. But I no, feel like it, everyone, sus not. everyone is like susceptible to that now because of how... How much we depended on, depend on the internet, you know, the age old meme, the internet is, you know, was a mistake, <laughs> but we all come back because we all got that battered wife syndrome. I mean, we need it for everything. <laughs> it's, it's, it, the, the internet, like, like, 
like Western society and the internet is one of the most long standing relationships. <laughs> like Dane Cook used to say, like, possibly forever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, we always come back and we always keep finding reasons. <laughs> To go why back we still need to have around. our social media why we still yeah. need to be on the internet and the, and the dumbest of reasons too <laughs> we give it's just like like uh what did dane cook say about the relationship thing he's just like why don't you just leave this guy he's such a fucking asshole all he does is make you cry he hurts you well i have a huge cd booklet in my car i'm not gonna just leave over some CDs, okay? What are all those CDs? I took so many years to collect those CDs and just like, it really, well, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah. I think with social media, it's even more of a magnified issue. It's like there's good things on it. You you find good things on it. See, but then it, it is, it is it's like, that's what I'm saying. You like the, the magnet part. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you've got your cute, fluffy little animals and your funny stories and... um. But then you have just the shit side of it. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, he may steal from my bank account. He may slap me in the face and shit like that. He may be cheating on other chicks, but he really <laughs> eats my ass a really nice and special way. Yeah, so it's, it's a very... all of my CDs are It's a very torrid life. romance exactly. with social media. And, I fuck, and the, just the internet in general, I'm just like, oh man, I feel like we have to rely on this. Like, how bad we force ourselves to rely on it. Like, like long, like, true story. Um, a close mutual friend of ours on Facebook, you know, back in the IRL world. It's more IRL than I think uh, I think uh, Twitter. Twitter is just like a marketplace of masked people in Calcutta. Yeah, who just Facebook bump is into a little bit, other, yeah, Facebook you know? is a little bit more personal. Like, like, like Facebook is the Sims, whereas I would like Twitter to be like, what, what, what? what? Sorry, no, your your little bazaar in Calcutta is is pretty damn accurate. You know, I was gonna think I was trying to make like a nice little equivalency. I think that would work. Um, uh, uh, for video games at least. Facebook is The Sims. It is City Skylines. It is the always online DRM. Shout out to Mark Zuckerberg. You know, <laughs> Cambridge Analytica. Can, can our, we say Twitter? Data to China. Bitch ass motherfucker, but you have but Twitter. Could Twitter be like Wolfenstein? No, no, Twitter for me. <laughs> for, see if you can follow this, okay? Twitter is like the open world hub area. You know, you you're familiar with like open world so hub Skyrim. areas. Not necessarily. It's it's you're familiar with like open world hub areas and games, right? Sure. Like in the middle of missions. Yeah. You can go talk to NPCs and shit like that. Twitter for me is like the open world hub area to that game uh, Ruiner. Okay. That Devolver Digital game we played. Yeah. Like Cyberpunk. Okay. Yeah. Top yeah. Down. Yeah. It's a fucking badass game. We need to play it. Again. It does look nice. Really fucking awesome game. But um, like I I I I visualize that being Twitter because it's just so fucking random and a lot of people are faceless. You could find like the cooked rat, but then you also find like the gold Buddha. Yeah, exactly. You can find pretty much anything you want there, but it's also pretty goddamn terrible. Yeah. And I have, like, this weird love-hate thing with Twitter, especially, because I'm just like, you know, like, like trying to do, like, the uphill climb again. I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to talk about this every day since I brought back the show <laughs> about, like, how hard it is just to try to get this out there to people, but, you know. It's just one of them things. I mean, plus, I don't even feel like the need to... I don't even feel like the need to... to to talk anymore to even t 
tweet. I'm too lazy to. I literally will look at my fucking screen and I'll just watch my timeline go down and people have like the craziest retention rates. They have like, like, like crazy retweets. And I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I like to get myself back in the thousand follower range or something like that. I don't know how long it took me to get to the near 3000 followers I did with my first account, but this time I'm just like, I'm not even trying. I should like, why should I expect to have to yield fruits of with of no labor whatsoever? Well, I'm looking at it, I'm just like, I fucking hate this shit. It's such a waste of time. <laughs> Especially well, when it comes to marketing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I have a really hard time finding things that I want to talk about with other people on Twitter. Yeah. Like, it's like, like things that I'm interested in right now, not many people are talking about it. So Also, sometimes I end up getting... I also find someone who... who, who I'll find myself a little jealous because I won't like, like if I'm able to toot my own horn, you know, you know, sometimes from time to time people will say maybe that I'm, I can be pretty witty. I can be pretty quippy. Even sometimes even people have said I'm funny from time to time. I'm very self-critical on that, but I'm just sort of, you know, amalgamating, you know, details when people tell me. And there's times I'm just, I will just draw a blank. And then I'll see some really fucking funny ass tweet that I see or something like that from someone I follow or follow like mutual followbacks. I'm just like, God, I really need something more like involving in my in my life that would yield such use of of social media. But I now I'm just like it's it's I'm I'm halfway in, halfway out, and I'm thinking about that Facebook friend who said like he didn't he he was thinking about deleting his comment. I kind of like left that just off. I didn't talk about that, but like he was. But people were trying to, like, find new ways to corral him back. It's like, you know you're not going to leave Twitter. But what about this picture of my dog? What about contact with your family? That's all the shit they always do. Like, well, no, I mean, I understand that because I have a lot of family that lives called, far away. It's called a telephone. <laughs> and some of them don't speak complete English that I'd like to communicate with on Facebook. It's a little easier. Do they live in America? They do live in America. Well, now. Well, 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 I had to take this back to 2016. <laughs> they were but, born of immigrants who didn't speak any English. <laughs> so America is full of books. Shut up with that it. shit. I don't, I don't even know your family. Oh, God. Oh, my God. But no, I mean, like, I need... My family may be blacker than Wesley Snipes' neck, but I bet you they all know English, motherfucker. I'm just... I couldn't. I couldn't save the opportunity. Michael never get pasta ever again. I will never eat pasta ever again. I don't want that. That's bullshit. I don't want that bullshit. That is bullshit. I don't want no fucking pasta. What the fuck you gonna do with pasta? Fucking lion. No, no. Hold up. Hold up. You know we've been going keto for almost. I was actually gonna make some uh, keto gnocchi. That's it. No. I was, I was going, like, I haven't had pasta in almost over fucking a year right now yeah, unless it wasn't made of zucchini. It blows my mind. And I'm at that point right now where it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think, what are we going to do for fucking dinner tonight? We had to ink out a podcast. We got to talk about a whole bunch of shit. And neither one of us going to cook. And I'm just like, God, dude, the temptation is there, but I know it's poison. So when you, it's poison to want to go and just, I need to indulge myself. Just, just something just easy. One, one night of a cheat meal. No, it's just the easy factor because neither one of us want to cook. Yeah, but it's just like, man, who, 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 like, you know, who is stopping me technically? Your conscience from from <laughs> actually getting in the kitchen at goddamn ten oh. thirty p.m. on a Friday night and actually whipping up a full course meal. <laughs> Fuck that.
I, I would say fuck that. I don't have the energy for that today. Here's the thing, right? Me and my, you know, I would agree with you, right? But me and my 32-year-old self, I 100% agree with you. Now, about anywhere from up, up to about a decade ago would be a different story. Completely different story. I would stay up. Well, you would eat some damn like ramen or something. No, first of all, first of all, it wouldn't just be ramen, okay? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm chopping up motherfucking shallots. I'm frying up pieces of 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 spam in that motherfucker. (laughs) Got some more bouillon cubes, and we sit and save some uh, soy sauce. And it's the oriental kind, nigga. Those are the most delicious eats fucking possibly ever right now. That's funny. That is pretty funny. All right. Well, I guess I got to kind of get to the intro. That was a nice little icebreaker talking about that right now. I hope uh, for all the people who are listening to the podcast, um, I guess I want to make a little explanation about how come there wasn't a show last week. And I'm just going to head and keep it gangsta. I don't want to lie to my people, okay? Um, I pretty much ran into like a bit of a bit of like a show conundrum. I know I told people last weekend that I was going to try to schedule something with a YouTuber, cool cat, cool commentator YouTuber, small fry such as myself, guy named by the name of Thomas Ellington. I had him planned for a show and we were all good for it, but I for the entire week last week I was just swamped, busy. It's kind of just tired and beat down. That's kind of what happens when you have one of them normal, everyday, 40, 50, or 50 hour a week IRL lives. You kind of just don't. I didn't really put in the time or the effort to kind of like pull together like all the stuff and all the, uh, you know, all the preparation I needed for the show. And I kind of felt like. I kind of also thought that maybe I had some plans in store with, you know, hanging out with some other friends. Like, I thought, like, some shit was supposed to go down on Friday, so I said I was going to postpone the show. Keep that on the down low. What? Keep what on the down low? Don't expand on that. I wasn't expanding on anything. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't going to, but I was, I was just keeping it real. Like, I, we, we, th- we thought we had something going through. Plans kind of went, fell through. Didn't really go all that well. And then I was like, fuck. Like, it's like going back, and I was just like, shit, if I knew the things went the way they did. Well, and the weather's been shit here, too. That, too, and, like, I'm kind of dealing with shit weather to, like, today. Like, it's, it's, um, like... There's thunder in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but... Yeah, episode 48, like, was, or 49 was pretty fucked up when we lost electricity. I don't want that to happen again. But I think we're okay. It's not, it's not like, actually... It's not as bad as... Actively raining, but, um... But uh, yes, the um, the Thomas Ellington episode is still on the cards. We're actually going to try to work for something uh, tomorrow, uh, September twenty second, out on this very here YouTube channel. Probably sometime uh, sometime uh, uh, tomorrow, Saturday evening. We'll try to uh, talk to the guy because I think he's pretty cool. And like I said, I want to get more people to talk to on the show. Just vibe on some shit, go back and forth, see what the fuck we end up talking about. He has a new YouTube name now. Uh, uh, I think he calls himself a. Uh, the the oof curator. Oh, okay, right on. And uh, he sort of transformed himself to be like a commentary channel to sort of like a, a clip channel, which they're always convenient, you know, because yeah. they, they like to downsize cool clips of good YouTube videos. I like to see. It's like sometimes like it's like, one of the things about like podcasts, like curation and sort of like collecting favorite podcasts. There's so goddamn many, and you're literally devoting. You would have to devote literal chunks of your life to catch up and listen to every single thing you listen to like a couple you know i'm about to name drop some people so you know consider this a shout out fucking i listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to what's what's one like like joe rogan's one Mm -hmm. 
Joe Rogan's always good. You know, uh, uh, got the Dick Show. I'm sorry, listen to that at work sometimes. You know, got the got your boys the Kumite. All right, you know, cool people, failure and Tonka saws. Um, I started um, listening to um, um, Ethan Ralph's The Kill Stream a lot more. I really liked how that blew up, how that sort of like spawned out of like the whole internet blood sports thing, and he sort of made that like a mainstay in primetime uh, YouTube shit. You know? It's so funny we're we're on completely different wavelengths as as far as our podcast right now. That we're I mean, yeah, to. yeah, yeah, but like you kind of see what I understand, like the importance of like clips channels sometimes. Yeah. It, it, um, uh, I, I think I think they're good. I think they're good. They're like they, they well, especially like Chronos, like how he does. Yeah, Kronos and T-Clips. Yeah. All good. All good YouTube channels I think people should look forward to. But yeah, hopefully if all the cards line out right, you guys are going to be getting a double dose of the biggest Mikey podcast this week. That's awesome. It's awesome. Also, I want to tell everybody that all of the audio links to this sound, uh, to the, uh, ah, all of the audio links to this podcast are all up and running. You can get them from whichever podcast hub you so choose. Um, the SoundCloud link will be up tonight, and you what should follow is probably the iTunes and then the Stitcher, and then I don't know if I'm on Google Play or not. One time I found my podcast on Google Play. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it pretty cool? It's pretty fucking scary. You know what kind of shit Google be up to, man. I don't remember putting it on there, but maybe it's linked to my Maybe YouTube. it's like some kind of analytic stuff with Google with uh, youtube maybe 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 but you know like i said uh make sure you guys uh make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast on soundcloud and itunes make sure you uh if you like the podcast you like what you're listening to here so please subscribe and hit your notifications let you know i do this shit weekly and maybe if i find some uh, likely parties maybe i can kind of do some shit over the weekend uh you know throughout the week you know like stream wise i think that one thing we talked about the quartering and angry joe was a kind of good little sojourn into that and I yeah. like to do it a lot more kind of do like little like compartmentalized smaller sized ep- like versions little of bite the sized yeah, yeah. they kind of like kind of you know gel on one topic or something like that just in case we don't get it to it in the week show right you know i think that'd be kind of cool um also i want to um uh point people to the direction of the patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash biggest underscore mikey uh, you don't have to donate to the show, but if you would like to, and just being kind, hey, a dollar goes a long way, and I appreciate that. But if you just want to stay, you just want to listen to the podcast, hey, that's all cool, too. And I appreciate you being here. And uh, hopefully you can recommend this to a friend or something like that. Send me a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. I probably should have said that last time when I was doing that. I'm not professional with that. Let's get Mikey to 1,000 subs on YouTube. That would be amazing. That's our goal. That would be cool. I would actually, you know. (laughs) Hey, and, and whoever, you know, if we get you there, I'll even donate something that I make to whoever is your 1,000th. Sub. Maybe you can make that like a Patreon. Goal yeah, thing. we could totally do something like that. That's really awesome. One of uh, Wolfie's little, uh, she's a bit of a crocheter. I make cool shit. Yeah, she makes really, really cool shit. You know, she's a cool ass perkin make person making cool shit. All right, I guess I pretty much knocked all the uh, like interesting other bullshit out the way. Pretty interesting uh, uh, stuff. Like kind of kind of stacked week. Kind of things I want to talk about. You know, while I was busy, uh, you know, trying to trying to, you know, batten down some plans for the weekend or something like that, and they kind of sadly all fell through, and it was sort of like a nothing burger weekend, you know? The only thing I kind of felt myself diving into was finishing, like, the last bits of, of, of the Spider-Man PS4 game. 
So how did that go? Oh my god, you know how that went. It was pretty. It was pretty. Oh man, it's. I feel like I'm gonna keep talking about this for like a long time, but you know, it's. Um, I have to say, the game looked pretty damn excellent. I, I, I gotta like, I gotta be fully, I gotta like be fully transparent though. I didn't buy the game. I red boxed it for two weekends in a row, and I pretty much just like, <laughs> I pretty much. Well, like, it's hard to drop sixty dollars on games, especially with multiple games coming up that we're both interested in. Yeah, that's so true. Because like, I'm, I'm still holding out for for Red Dead this year. I think that's gonna be like the crowning achievement. But uh, even I have, like I said, even I haven't pre-ordered that yet. And I'm tell, but I guess I kind of give you uh, my thoughts on the uh, on on Spider Man. I mean, he he's only on the title card right now. I had a giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, so let's see if I can switch that up right there. Yeah, the fucking cool selfies <laughs> you can do with Spider Man. Uh, yeah, I guess we can kind of talk about that right now. Um, I didn't buy the game. However, I did red box it for two weekends in a row because it's a pretty good deal. You can like rent. You can rent like video games for like seven fifty for three nights. I say that's a good bargain. That's so if bad. I just so if I can get pretty much the full wealth of experience from one AAA video game title for paying literally a, a fourth of a price to get the full experience, I say why not? That's pretty fair. Hopefully, when the funds are better or something like that, I'll probably just drop this, you know, drop the full price on it and make it a part of the collection later. But um. That was really fun, and I'll tell you this right now. I'm I'm the farthest thing. We'll talk. About, I talk about pop culture shit. I'll talk about comic book shit. But I I I'll tell you right now. I I would say that I was really gearing towards playing um playing Spider Man. Really, I just sort of wanted to indulge in the fact that it, it is one of like the huge 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 lineup of 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 PS4 exclusive titles. That were coming out this year. Yeah, PlayStation's kind of got that on lock right now. And it's now. just like, you, you find yourself, if you're a PlayStation owner, and like, most people only own one major console. I know some people out there own two, and they own two for different reasons. You know, sometimes I know people who, who are PC gamers, but they'll have their PlayStation for their exclusives. It's kind of like me. Like, I've been diving yeah. back into my PS4 a lot lately. We're, so we're a multi-console family, so. Good. God damn ready. <laughs> awesome shit. I'm I'm hoping to play uh the, the 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 um the the test version of Dark Souls remastered uh, on your Switch hopefully. Yeah, and I've been playing some Dr. Mario. Yeah. That's some nostalgia. Shit. We're not going to talk about that goddamn bullshit Nintendo online thing. I don't want to I don't want to get too far <laughs> off into that, but uh but yeah, like I I I like I said I I'll I'll fully admit just in the in, once again, in the name of transparency, that was all about pretty much just following the hype. I didn't... I knew a lot of people were saying, like, Oh my god, Spider-Man's fully about to drop for PS4! And people kept talking about the puddles! The, all the puddles in the game, it's just like fucking, uh... It's just like goddamn watchdogs, man! They're downgrading our games, man! I'm gonna cancel my pre-order, fuck it! No, those were just Xbox soy boys. It's, it's a lot of people who just, like, they... Like, they were trying to, like, Insomniac Games, the developers were trying to say, hey, listen, we, uh, you know, we just, it was just direction of the lighting. <laughs> and of course, like, you know, it's it's not like a full, you know, downgrade. We just retextured, like, you know, the assets in the game, like all, like, uh, the Spider-Man, all the characters and shit like that, you know. But, um, like I said, I was following all the hype because a lot of people were talking about it and I saw the reviews and I wasn't, like, 
you know, fixed to buy it, really, but I was just like, God, almost everywhere I went on social media, people were talking about it, how much fun it was. And I'm not the type of person, I can be honest, all right, if I just want to have a leisurely good fun time with some video games, I don't want to feel like I'm left out of the loop, and I have excess to be a part of said loop, you know? So I just said, hey, you know what, maybe if I'm lucky, I can actually find this fucking hot piece of uh, entertainment in a red box, and I was lucky to find one, like, right around the corner from my house, and, like, you know, luckily I popped it in, and I can kind of, I can, I can, I can, I can can say that was one of the best, most unexpected fun times I've had playing a game next to God of War. However, though, I will say that I do have some criticisms, withstanding, though, you know, about the title. Like, oh, oh, like, like, I guess if I were to kind of give my, you know, a final score of the game, I'd probably give it about an 8.5 out of 10. That's pretty fair. It's pretty fair. Here's why, right? It's, I like that, like, Spider-Man is probably, one, like, one of the most recognizable superheroes, like, ever, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. in media. So, you know, even if you don't read the comic books or you haven't really watched any of the movies, you you know what you You know who Spider-Man is, yeah. You know, his name is Peter Parker. He used to, you know, used to be a, he's a really smart kid, he used to be a journalist and shit like that, or not, a photojournalist, rather, and he stops crime. You, even if you don't really know any of the character origins, you, you get a good idea of who the bad guys are. Mm-hmm. You know who, you know about Aunt May, you know about the death of his Uncle Ben, and you know about uh, Mary Jane Watson, you know about uh, Harry Osborn, you know about all his friends and shit like that, you know, and... The cool thing about the Spider-Man game is it starts when he's well in his 20s, like he's out of high school, and he's a lived-in superhero character, and he's working as, like, an intern scientist for Dr. Otto Octavius, you know, and I was like, wow, that's an interesting setup. I like that. It was pretty, it wasn't, it wasn't going to try to, like, push another, like, uh, another origin story on us because something like marvel spider-man for ps4 that just sells itself yeah if you, you kind of know what art, you're getting if you look at the box art it's just shiny red just look at spider-man it has nothing else on the fucking cover it just says spider-man god damn it That's it's funny. for a video game you put in your video game machine you gotta buy it <laughs> it's just <laughs> like it's done now i can say that the game looks gorgeous even for like the 30 like the 30 fps kind of thing going i don't know people really care about that the more i've been playing my playstation the more i realize i can forgive low fps sometimes because sometimes like when you deal with pc gaming for example man like uh dealing with video drivers and audio drivers and updates and shit and crashes sometimes going back like you're when you can afford the simplicity of just console gaming the simplicity of being able just to put your disc in or your you know download just start that shit up yeah but, like, what can, what I can say about Spider-Man from a guy who wasn't really looking to buy it, I can say, here's a lot of the positives I'll say, okay? The game looks great. Uh, the voice acting, the voice characters, on all pretty much a lot of the cutscenes are really, really, really fully real realized. And it's, if you were to put it together, it it's 
it's certainly a, a better movie than the last few Spider-Man movies you got. I haven't seen Homecoming, rather. No, I do want to see the Tom Holland movie. The, I, I do want to see to that. To be fair, the most of the Tom Holland Spider-Man I have seen in movies cinematically well, so that's far. the Avengers. Is, yeah, it was, is Captain America Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. He, he looks like he he captures the essence. He, he's a nice, young, spry, yeah. quippy little mother. I'm just tired of just the constant, super obvious movie name drops. I mean, I obviously do that shit, too. You'll find me doing that in my podcast sometimes, but I'm a real fucking person. You well, yeah. Know, I wasn't written by a that committee of... Plucky. I wasn't... Yeah, I wasn't written by a committee of dickheads all in Burbank, California, who say shit like, Hey, you remember that one scene in that one old movie, Empire Strikes Back? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll like him. Maybe I'll hate him. I don't know. He, I, from what I see, he's better than Andrew Garfield. Yeah, well, and I didn't like... um, What's his name's... Spider-Man either. either. I didn't know. I I was not a fan of what's his name. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I liked one and two. I didn't like those at all. I liked one and two. I thought until the Dark Knight came out, two was the best superhero movie. But I will say this: going back, looking at the CGI, oh, it's all so dated. Doc Ock in that movie looks like a fucking rubber band. You you were talking the other day about how The Rock looked terrible in The Mummy Returns. Oh, God. That's like like, the worst CGI ever. He looked like a a rendered PS2 cutscene. Oh, yeah. It looked like totally like PS1, PS2 kind of shit. It was bad. And anytime Spider-Man moved, he looked all rubber bandy, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, let me just tell you this. For a PlayStation video game running 30 FPS... I thought, I mean, obviously it's created in a computer, so you would, exp- like, how can a game, how can a piece of, like, video game entertainment make a Spider-Man better than a multi-million dollar movie with higher budgets do a better Spider-Man? Yeah, thing, his problem, movements looked really clean yeah, and like the, fluid. The, 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 the cool web swinging was really awesome. It does take a kind of second to get a hang of, you know? Because you realize the controls, the PS4 controls are really intuitive. You know, they're really touch sensitive. It's like you press X to jump in the air and you press R2 to like, uh, to pretty much like, you know, whirl out your web and you, and you, and you swing with that. And I'm just like, okay, that's really kind of cool. It's, it was hard at first, you know, but like Arkham Knight, which people have touted like is one of the best superhero video games ever. It takes some good points on that, like, you know. It kind of, it, I liked Arkham Knight, and I say Spider-Man beats Arkham Knight in spades, because Spider-Man okay. knows how to, thir- for me, it knows how to thoroughly get your attention. I thought the, the story, for the most part, the main campaign took, probably take you about 15 hours to beat. Really, really cool, like I said, really nice, interesting story, um, uh, what's the, the combat? Holy fuck! The combat is. I know. I feel. I feel like a, so many people have like made comparisons to Arkham Knight, right? But the the combat in the game, it's a lot. I don't want to say it's too similar to Arkham Knight, but I want to say that they're so different that they're not alike. You know, right? You know, like Arkham Knight was all almost kind of like rhythm based, and you had like enough enemies crowd around you to sort of complement that that fighting rhythm mm-hmm. with the type of game engine, you know? Yeah. It's always just like, you know, punch, 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 counter, punch, 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 chaining combo, keep it going, that kind of shit, right? 
Whereas with Spider-Man, it's a lot like that, but it's almost also kind of like, you know, how certain 2D fighters like Mortal Kombat, where you have to input button commands and button and combinations of buttons, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, to have these cool moves and stuff. Yeah, like, like cool evasion tactics, like really cool, like, uh, like web slinging powers you can kind of use in your arsenal. I liked how there was different varieties of how we could use his webs as uh as uh, as projectiles that's really cool it had like the cool weapon wheel you know <laughs> one of my favorite was like uh where like you can have like a web bomb or like you throw it on somebody and it beeps and after three seconds it looks like everyone just got splooged on the nasty mm-hmm. dragnet and you can do like these cool combos where you grab like you use your web slinging and you can like swing inanimate objects like, around, like, in the 360 and throw it at the nearest opponent. Yeah, I have to say, combat was pretty cool in this game. Yeah, it it has, like, what you would kind of expect from, like, one of those big open-world kind of games that's, like, based, like, you know, you know, that's also, like, an action-adventure game also. It has, like, the whole skill tree thing you would expect to see. Um, uh, Throughout the game, you, uh, you, you're... Uh, you unlock the ability to up, like you know make suits and shit or get his like his signature suits mm-hmm. and I think there's like almost thirty of them. Pretty good, awesome. Like uh, like if you're watching like the live screen right now, what I'm wearing right now is like the noir suit, and I kind of did like some background. It, it's pretty good. Like like all the suits are pretty well known. Like if you don't know about them, they have like a good wealth of like information from like the background, like where these suits are from. You can also do like the Infinity War suit, which I thought mm-hmm. was really awesome. Yeah. And um, all around, like I said, good presentation. Now I do have cons about the game. The game isn't perfect. All right. One thing, small little nitpick. That game is notorious for load screens, and. I don't feel like the. I mean, I know it seems like a nitpick, but you know, lots of games sort of make their load screens more dynamic. Sometimes yeah. they happen in game. Sometimes they'll they'll sort of the game will be loading while the cutscene is happening. Like, say, I think Arkham Knight did that. God of War did that. You didn't see a single loading screen until yeah. you died. You know? Yeah. Whereas with like you know. Um, Spider-Man, it can, like, right after, like, a scene where, like, Peter's talking to Aunt May about, like, you know, he just got evicted from his apartment, and Aunt May says, hey, you can sleep, you know, in this really cool homeless shelter I have for myself, right, you know, that we're helping all the city, because basically Aunt May is, like, the patron saint of New York, <laughs> feeding all the homeless people and shit like that, and now Peter's homeless, and when he wakes up, he gets, like, like a few hundred dollars in an envelope saying, Aunt May loves you, don't be ashamed to ask for help. And then you're about to start a mission. But then, like, the load screen between it, it was just like, God damn it, this isn't a PS3 game. Like, Jesus. Right. <laughs> it's a little bit immersion-breaking sometimes. That's understandable. Also, what's another minus? Um, the, the, red, the red shirts, the enemy types, there isn't much variety. Like, there's different gangs and factions you fight in the city throughout the story or like belonging to whatever gang you have like the you have like the the all asian dragon gang you have like escaped uh prisoners from uh from rikers and you have like wilson fist's gang but all the mobs are quite literally the same some of them will just wear like a necktie or some will just wear like suspenders you got like the big boys yeah you have like the big brutes that take like a whole hell of a lot of hit points and like uh projectile webs to put them down you know 
they're cool and they can give you a bit of a difficulty, but like there's not that much variety in them except, you know, save for a boss that's in the middle of the scene that you have to fight. Mm-hmm. And while I like the boss fights, right? They're they're really cool and really dynamic looking and they're really showy and I really appreciate that they're not relegated to dumb gay quick time events. Yeah. Which there are in the game, but they're not bad quick time events. You get to utilize your combat skills and everything to fight them. It's kind of cool, you know? I was like, all right, that's kind of awesome. But when you upgrade your character so much, it almost feels a little too easy. Like, there was only one fight that I was really just annoyed by because it, it was sort of like one of those fights that demanded you use your new, like, leveled up powers and strength and you couldn't just fight him, which made me mad. Luckily, it was an earlier fight. It was with the Shocker. Mm, yeah. I, I just didn't like it. It's like you had to, like, web zip across, like, the arena while he's, like, using electromagnetic forces to, like, b- like blow up this huge, like, lobby of this bank building. So, But I had to, like, jump on this other platform and press uh, L1 and R1 so Spidey can, like, double web swing and grab, like, a... a, a like a fucking ceiling, yeah, like, <laughs> like a ceiling, ceiling tile. Like, a, like like ceiling tile, and and throw it at the fucking guy. I was like, I hate that. I have to wait till this guy's guard down to hit him. That's that's kind of shitty. I don't really like that. They had stealth sections in the game. I didn't really care for. Um, Some like the side missions. Yeah, here, not, no, there. These are like main missions, right? And like like I said, I tried to. I I played a lot of hours of this game. I wanted to bust out as much as I could, but. And, and it's really, really fun, but when you get to your checkpoint to start the next mission sometimes... Now, whenever, like, you don't want to get caught up doing, like, oh my god, it's just boring stealth. Sometimes it'll feature the character, it'll feature MJ, you know, because him, uh, you know, him and, uh, uh, or, sorry, uh, MJ and Spidey and Peter are, like... They're like exes, but they're like on good terms. They're kind of friends and shit. And she's like an investigative journalist. I don't know why her investigative journalist in this game was more outlandish than, say, um, Amy Adams' Lois Lane in the Spider Man. <laughs> or not in the Superman movies, like Man of Steel. I thought like she was really ridiculous, but it's more believable. Oh, really? Because I thought, yeah, I was going to say, because I thought that fit her more. Really? Yeah. But, I don't know, that's just me. But look, I, I like the MJ, I like the MJ character in this game, and I was kind of, I kind of appreciated it at first doing the whole stealth missions as MJ. I was like, oh, wow, that's really kind of an interesting take right here. You, you really do want to envelop us in the world of Spider-Man. It's a very full, living, breathing world. So when you do the stealth missions, you sneak into the back room, and you do some investigating, some picture-taking, that's cool. Until you do it like three or four times. And then you have to later do it later in the game for Miles Morales, who later, who like is another Spider Man who's sort of will, you know, small spoiler, will get mentored by, uh, by Peter Parker. And I was like, that's kind of a, a dull thing because anything, it's like you just have to sneak around people and get to point on the map that's like 30 meters away and you have to try not to get spotted. Don't bump into any boxes or something because someone who's 50 mile yards away from you will just see you randomly. And I hated that. And plus, they didn't really have much, you know, difficulty to them. Yeah. I will say there was one stealth mission I did kind of like with Miles Morales where he's trying to escape the rhino. And 
that was the one mm. that actually kind of made my heart a little like beat because yeah. that rhino dude's crazy. Like he was a big motherfucker. Yeah. But um what else am I talking about? What's another negative of the game? Um Um not really too much of any more negatives. I will say that there was like some like little side challenges you can do in the game to sort of earn tokens, and these tokens will help you upgrade uh, uh, and unlock um, you know new costumes or like some new like uh, buffs for your uh, Spidey suits or something like that, or new like power ups or shit like that. But after a while, you kind of feel like when you're doing the main story, which is possibly dealing with like all these all these uh, terrorist acts in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, and it basically culminates to like the uh, the 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 culmination of the Sinister Stick, the Sinister Six. Yeah, like you know, Arch Nemesis, Spider Man, and when they come together, it's amazing. But when you go and do the side missions or like the little side challenges or something like that, where they say like, oh man, all these neurotoxins in the city are polluting all the birds. I have to go collect all six of these birds. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, motherfucker, I gotta stop Dr. Octopus <laughs> from raping New York. Yeah, like, right. It doesn't really feel like it's that urgent in the grand scheme of things, but oh, I really want to shoot my Reb Slingers eight times instead of two, so I have to do this. Yeah. It feels like it, it can sort of push you into being grindy. Yeah. But not all the grinding is bad. I'll say 75% of the open world stuff, like backpacks you can find of like all of Peter's old memorabilia that are all around the city, it, it can be pretty fun, actually. 75% of the free roaming grinding I did is pretty awesome. Right. You know, but, um, uh, and did, did I already say, like, the New York City, the Manhattan that they rendered for the game is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the whole of New York City looks amazing in this game. And the painstaking efforts they made to, like, actual put not only just, just the real detail. New York landmarks, but Marvel landmarks. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Yeah. They did a good job on that. Like the Vidra's Tower and the Sanctum Santorium. You get to take mm-hmm. pictures of them and shit. And I was... And by the time I got done and finally returned the game back, beating the game, beating all the side missions and shit, and only had like a handful of, uh, um, of, of like, like challenges to do and shit like that, I pretty much completed about 80% of the game. Right on. But... It, apparently later in the year or later in 2019 they're going to make plans to do a new game plus and uh, that game gets on a discount I buy it but I say if you guys got the extra money and you were curious about it yeah pick up Spider-Man that's one game I could honestly say that's like a huge like I could honestly see like fans of all literally all ages playing that sure yeah you know it's it's just it's like the the criticisms of the game aren't too huge for me to just say write the game off. You know, I'm not like fucking Kotaku. You know, like I'm not like I'm not like the guy from Deadspin. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not gonna be just so woke where I feel like I have to shit on everyone's parade. It's like when you think about like the high sales Spider-Man made, like like it's it it doubled the sales of God of War, which is already one of the highest selling PS4 games. Right. It doubled the sales of, like, the total sales of God of War in the UK in the first week, Spider-Man. That's pretty big. And they're not even counting digital sales. They're counting just physical inbox sales. And I'm just like, wow, fuck me. Like, this is going to be one of the most, like, 
biggest sold PlayStation games of all time. Right. And deservingly so. Yeah. Because one thing I appreciate about it, man, it's it's a video game game. No microtransactions, no bullshit, no ads in the middle of your shit, you know. And it's very intuitive. Something from my old ass I can, I can actually learn and play. And I can think about, like, man, if someone is a good kid in school and they have a PlayStation and they act right, I can pretty much see this is a perfect stocking stuffer. I was going to say, yeah, this would be a good Christmas present. Hell yeah. Like, if you're, like, a like eight-year-old kid and shit like that, I could, I could literally, like, I felt like a kid playing Spider-Man again, you know? I felt like, man, there was a good, interesting rush about that. And I want to know, like, do do the people who write these articles, like, do you know about the, uh, 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 the, this, there was a Kotaku article where this one woman was, uh, um, there was a couple of them, but like one of the main ones I think was from Deadspin and Kotaku basically talking about how Spider-Man's just coy attitude with helping the police in the game is, is, is sends like, sends like a really terrible message basically. Oh, because they need the, the NYPD to be killing people instead of helping people? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I said. I, like, uh, Fuck like, out of here yeah, the, with uh, that dumb shit. Exactly. I, I pulled it up right here, right? And um, it's from, uh, her name is uh, Heather Alexandra. And uh, it, one second, Mrs. Co-host, Miss Wolfie. Tell me, what, what is the color of her hair? What color do you see? I see some bright ass pink fuchsia. Tell shit. you ever, tell you every goddamn thing you need to know. The fucking title. It's called. Spider-Man. Oh, and she got shit on because oh, of this article. Oh my god! Like she, look, she got everything she wants to right now. She apparently like this guy, a hundred and ninety-eight uh, point two, like a hundred and ninety, almost two hundred thousand clicks on this article. And that's probably by people who don't play games. Yeah. Or people who just... Who I mean, aren't buying this game and playing it. Yeah, Let's face it. Yeah, the article states, uh, Spider-Man's take uh, on police feels uh, uh, feels out of touch. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to kind of skip Her it. article feels out of touch. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, uh, Spider-Man has taken... Uh, Spider-Man has taken on his share of street thugs and supervillains and sometimes teaming up with the police to face down foes and rescue people of New York. While Spider-Man on PS4 undoubtedly shows Spy- Spidey's allegiance to his community, it casts him as a big fan of the police and their tactics uh, that sometimes conflict with that civic mindset. From cheesy detective impressions to Riker's prisoner beatdowns, uh, Spider-Man's uncomplicated approach to pr- uh, to crime clashes with the ra- reality of day-to-day life. Well, it's a video game. Let me just tell you right here now. There was a funeral today for a police here in Dallas, for, for an officer here in Fort Worth, who got shot in the fucking head by three people who were, I don't know, I don't even remember what they were doing. So, people who were saying, oh, well, the cops aren't racist enough in this game can go fuck themselves. Um, I mean, like, like, I mean, that's a very well put thing. I had to put my little spiel on this whole This guy left behind two daughters and a wife. Go fuck yourself. If you're writing about a fucking game. See, see, like I said, I think you kind of touched on this before, but like the, like the first thing that came to my mind, when I, whenever I hear these sort of arguments in this game, you know, because people took issue with, um... Like, a lot of these, like, you know, like, woke, you know, woke me- uh, games media journalists were talking about, like, how they took issue with the fact that when Spider-Man beats up a bunch of thugs, right? Like, one of the things a part of the game you can do, right, is um, kind of 
kind of a, I think it's better implemented in something like this than, say, Far Cry. But at certain points of the map, you would have to, like, um, uh, um, you have to hack into, like, these, like, surveillance towers. Which I kind of have my own little personal issue on that because, like, it was able, it, it, it enables Spider-Man to have the ability to listen to police radios. So if crimes happen at any point in time when you're just free roaming, you can go to that location and stop them, which is pretty cool. I like that. But, um, um, you, you basically hack into all those satellites all the way across the city. And whenever you do that, you know, not like it also like unlocks certain areas of places you can actually go to. Right. But like one of the, like one, like some of the, like the quippy, funny shit that Spider-Man says when he's beating up guys is something like, uh, like just all types of cornball shit. He's just like, you know, it's like, maybe if you guys concentrate on having real jobs, you wouldn't have to worry about crimes. He's like flipping over people and shit like that. Yeah. His combos, little plucky clips. people up. And I'm just like, ah, ha, ha. But the first thing that came to my mind was just like, I wonder if people are going to take issue with that. I wonder if people are going to try to like sort of sort of uh, uh, hone in on some sort of socio-political uh, message about about what that says about people in low-income neighborhoods who who are socially denigrated to the point that they have to uh, uh, do crime to uh, uh, so sort of like you know you know you know help their livelihood and shit like that. And I was like, lo and behold, that's absolutely what they did. People were saying that's like a that's like a uh, you know such a Rush Limbaugh style right wing talking point, and I'm just like, he's a superhero. He, he fights for the good. good. Yeah, exactly. He's like, able, like it's it's a cookie cutter like like you know like like world. We're anti good. These people are anti good. Let's just, face it. Like, it, it. It's old and and boring trope that they're pulling. And, and, and the whole part and the whole like point thing is, it's just like I want to know who out there. Who is a part of the consumer base? Who is a part of the free market consumer base? Who would actually agree with some of the bullshit these people are writing about right now? They live in a fantasy world. It's. I know, mean, the game is more realistic than the fucking world they live in. Oh my god! And it's so funny because it's just like, I mean, yeah, that that's I, I I turn I play games obviously you know sort of like have that escape from reality and when I see Miss uh, Heather Alexander write like something like this and says like you know it, it doesn't paint a real like honest view of the society listen say what you want about the real NYPD all the fuck you want to okay like I'm not like I'm not sitting here saying all cops are bad shit one of the sad things about 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 the imperfection of police right now is I feel like the left and right uh, uh you know side of partisan politics are all united in the uh, uh with the notion that the say for instance the Botham Jean shooting just here in Dallas mm-hmm. was fucked up and wrong yeah you know? absolutely like it's I I know that police are aren't these this infallible institution okay but like we're talking about like in in a, in, a, in a heightened world where people with with uh, with quadruple mechanical arms are racing across the city and releasing pathogens something that someone the police can't stop you know so in that world in that idealized sort of you know fictional world that's built for them the police look up to people like this they can't do so like on record you know, like, uh, uh, one of the side characters just sort of gives you some of your cry messages, like, 
like Detective Yuri something or whatever. Fuck, I don't mm-hmm. know her last name. She's like this Asian American woman, but like she she always calls on Spider Man to like help her with some of these things, like bust up like a drug ring or something like that, you know, and like. Spider Man always takes like his his he 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 he, he, th- he thinks it's a point of pride. He always jokingly calls himself Spider Cop. So he's just like you know <laughs> you know no one is a match for Spider Cop. And she's just Spider like please stop Spider being a cringy Cop. faggot. <laughs> yeah, stop being a dickhead. You know. <laughs> and I'm just like 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 all the woke people in the world who don't have a single friend that's a minority. That they've acquired in their post woke lifetime, that you know, in their pre woke lifetime, they say that the world they want to see, the video games that they would make them be happy of seeing is like they want to see a whole bunch of niggas get beat up. That's what they want to see. Like the Spider Man game would have been disgusting. Yeah, like a Spider Man game would have been perfect if the developers of Insomniac Games. You know, let's say have put some fucking hate crimes in their game. Come or, on, or put or put or put like uh, a dead, uh, 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 a black NPC on the ground in the middle of a crime scene, and a bunch of cops are talking about it and sneering. I mean, is that the perfect Spider-Man game they want to see? Because these people are disgusting, and and sure they they want to see this shit. And 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 make no mistake about it. All right, the two hundred thousand page clicks that article got was meant to sort of like supplement like the lifespan of that website or of these websites. I mean, I feel like we're gonna kind of talk about that later on today. You know, yeah, <laughs> later on in the show because I also want to talk about another uh, article that I thought was really interesting but i don't think was was too uh, we'll get into that but uh <laughs> but you know i guess kind of like we're while we're talking on uh like comic books and shit like that before we get into like the you know kind of delve into like the serious shit uh i'm you know to you know to in summation talking about spider-man for ps4 fuck yeah it's a great ass game great game great game if you ever decide to get it i personally give it an 8.5 uh, I'll probably pick it up when it's on discount, but if you have the 60 bucks to spare, I'd say, why not, man? I think you're going to have a, a lot of good fun. Um, now, since we're talking about a whole bunch of, you know, comic booky type of shit, what are you laughing at? What are you looking at? Oh, I just... Stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking about No, no, I just, I keep getting some notices from Snapchat and stuff. You, I don't do the snap. I never, I never thought about You know, that. I... I don't do it either, but I have friends on there and they post funny shit. So right. that's kind of all I look at. <laughs> right. So okay. That's about it. I don't really, I might do a filter on a picture here and there, but yeah, I don't really Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friends at work pushed me to get it and that's the whole reason I have it. Gotcha. So. All right. Okay. Well, in keeping to the theme of uh, making our, making comic books woke again, um, um, a breaking of the internet took place uh, Tuesday this week. Um, uh, Marvel Studios decided to finally release their official trailer to the Brie Larson-led Captain Marvel film. And uh, it seemed to do pretty well around the internet. A lot of people liked it. it was, it's already in the few hundred million views, okay? Apparently this is going to be the uh, much hotly, antis- hot, sorry, hotly anticipated follow-up to uh to uh this year's infinity war and 
you know, small spoilers, you know, if you haven't seen Infinity War, but uh, Thanos, I don't know if you can hear the snap. Snap them head. fingers. Yeah, uh, Thanos did his little snappy snap with the Infinity Gauntlet and control all deleted half of the fucking galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> and we have an Academy Award winning actress with resting melatonin face to say with the one day. facial expression <laughs> she has a total of one facial expression oh it's one of the most beautiful things in the world you know because she's such a great actress she's she's oh my god it's a whole new day for women holy shit oh my god oh my god i can't even talk about the goddamn let's talk let's keep it on the trailer first of all like like i i had a little bit of epiphany after i watched it if you guys haven't seen the captain marvel trailer if you guys even give half of a fuck, maybe go and see it yourself. You probably have, but I'm going to tell you what I thought about in my mind since the trailer release. Because I always have a, like a wave for emotions I go through when I watched it, okay? And uh, kind of see if you follow me here. Because I remember uh, during the week I showed you this and we were just like, that's it, huh? She's the superheroine who's the superheroine who's superheroing now. It's so bland. I'm just yada, yada, yada. not impressed with it. It's a very underwhelming first show of things, and it's only followed up by a very over, like, underwhelming, like, social media announcement that was made by Brie Larson, accompanied with Entertainment Weekly. Somebody had to have written that shit for her. No, she wrote it. No, it was planned. It was definitely planned. She wrote it, but like, she obviously corresponded with Entertainment Weekly. Now, about a couple weeks before this trailer dropped. She said, uh, I think she made a, uh, what'd she say? Uh, uh, hey, you know, at Entertainment Weekly, are you think I'm thinking about breaking the internet tomorrow. What do you think? And Entertainment Weekly, like, responded to her, was like, sure thing, we can probably do it tomorrow. And it was uh, Brie Larson on the front page cover of Entertainment Weekly, and she just looked about as placid as ever, just in her nice, uh, you know, Captain America garb and her, like, half smile she kind of puts on, and just like that, and... Now I feel like the hype is on. That like people are sort of pro like the media is sort of like trying to reprogram the same kind of hype that they kind of did with Black Panther. The fucked up thing is, it's just um, the Black Panther crowd. Say whatever you want about Black Twitter, okay? But people are very vociferous about their pride on social media. You have your feminist crowd, you have, like, you know, your crazy, you know, nerd crowds, and you have, like, the black Twitter crowds and shit like that, you know. They're all gonna, they're, they're all gonna give their honest opinions and the thought of, like, you know, about this, okay? Now, full disclosure, I don't know much about Captain Marvel herself. I think that's fair in judging this trailer and judging this project, okay? And we also haven't seen the movie. Um... And what I'm going to try to do, right, I think is fair, is at least kind of give my honest full commentary on Brie Larson, the actress, all right? I do not think Brie Larson is a terrible actress. No. I think she's quite good. The first time I've ever seen Brie, if I really look, like, look down on just, just off all the Brie Larson movies, I just know off the top of my head that I've seen, she has been quite good in. First time I ever seen her, she was um, she was Brandon Routh's uh, boyfriend in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, 
And uh, you know, Brandon Ralph, he he had like the the bleach blonde hair, and he was the vegan, super vegan. Mm-hmm. And she had the boy. She was the girl who had like you know the crazy robust big red lipstick and the blonde bangs. She was all like super vapid, yeah, and would only date vegans. And she sang a metric song. Uh, I forget the name of the song, but she was actually singing in replacement of the actual lead singer. And I don't know the name of the song, but I remember listening to the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, and I was like, I wish I kind of had the Brie Larson version. Yeah. She's a good singer. Like, it was actually, like, her sing, like, it was the center, like, piece of the show, or of the, of the scene. I kind of like that. She was in a movie called Short Term 12, where uh, she is, like, uh, uh, like, one of the head counselors of, like, this... Um, development like kind of wellness center for like homeless kids or kids in foster care and you know it's a super like low-key indie movie but they work with all a whole bunch of kids from like different like kind of walks of life and i to her credit i was like this seems like a believable small kind of movie about you know like p- broken people who have jobs of helping people helping other broken people mm-hmm. and i kind of sound like a schmaltzy like asshat by saying that you know like like i'm gonna say like words like you know milieu and joie de vivre talking about short term 12 but it was a really good movie and then um uh she was uh she was the stoner girlfriend of uh, jonah hill and 21 jump street Mm. uh and then she won an oscar for this movie called room where she plays like a kidnapped woman it was one of those uh, who who uh, I I don't know the name, the name of her, but she was like kidnapped a long time ago, and she was like basically oh gosh, like a, there's the a sexual slave. Smart. What's her? Um... Yeah, like some kind of Elizabeth Smart. Yeah, shit. Elizabeth Smart. Yeah. Yeah, it's like base room is like based off a book, like a woman who was kidnapped at a very like young age, who was held captive by this crazy sick asshole, rapes her, has has a baby, has a child by the man. And the child is raised till age six, not knowing shit about the outside world, like nothing. And the mom is trying to shield her son from, you know, she tries to teach him things, but he doesn't even know what an airplane is. He doesn't know what television is. He doesn't even know what other people look like. So her whole hope is to try to possibly say, like, this isn't any way for any kind of kid to live. And despite the circumstances, I do love the kid, but I need to try to find a way to get out of here, out of this dude's clutches, because he's a violent man. And if worse comes to worse, he'll probably kill the both of us. And I don't want that to happen. And she, wow, she really turned a dime. I was like, holy fuck, this Brie Larson's getting fucking, and then she wins an Academy Award for that role. So with that, you would assume the doors would open. And, 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 and for anyone who's in the Hollywood system right now, you know, you have some, when you kind of gather up enough clout, people kind of think like the world is your oyster. You can mm-hmm. probably do a lot of you want to. A lot of my favorite people, like actors and actresses working in Hollywood right now, have had many of those offers to be comic book superheroes. Yeah. Like the fucking Drive Blu-ray is sitting right next to me, okay? I like Ryan Gosling. I I, th- I think it's fu- kind of funny, for example, how he went from Mouseketeer to Young Hercules to random kid dancing country music and Remember the Titans to the motherfucker from Drive. <laughs> okay, yeah. I I think Ryan Gosling is great. So I'm just saying him for as an example. 
he was offered so many superhero roles. A lot of people are if you're kind of hot enough, all right? And I think what it is is she was offered the role of Captain Marvel. And I think she looked, it appeared she maybe looked at it more of just like, like a career opportunity. As opposed to really thinking like, you know, hey, this can kind of be fun. And, you know, it's different from the indie stuff I used to do. The small scale, bigger paycheck kind of stuff, you know. And I can kind of be in like the limelight, get to be on Ellen more, Kibble, holy shit. I mean, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm an actress, you know. It's, you know, I'm not going to work for Peanuts anymore. That kind of shit. Look at my Twitter profile, you know. Yeah. And she plays the whole like crazy left wing politics. I won't say crazy, but like, you know. To that extreme. We'll talk about that shit in a second. But it's just like, she doesn't seem... Like, when you watch the trailer, like, just watching on the screen right now when her fucking brain is getting zapped, okay? And this could just be how the trailer's edited right now. But she, I say, the powers that be that assemble this trailer together... You the, the onus was on you to make something that's really awesome. Because apparently, this chick is supposed to, like save the world and defeat Thanos. And she looks like she's putting together a grocery list in her mind while she's being electrocuted. Did you take that from the quartering? Oh, no. Did he say that? Yes. <laughs> it's in one oh, of the well, scenes, that's really funny. <laughs> it's in one of the scenes, like, when she crashes through, like, the, the blockbuster at the beginning of the movie, like, was, you know, like, oh, she, she's, she must have forgot something. Did I leave the iron on? Like, that's what her that's face funny. looks like. But, like, she's going through, like, things of, like, real stress. Like, uh, it, it, it shows, like, like, like little montages of her, like, maybe going through boot camp training. She just says, like, oh, I'm doing rope training and boot training camp. It's so hard. Oh, man. I'm in the cockpit of this fighter jet. Oh, well. Oh, man. I'm on this, you know, I'm on this outer space Kree planet. Oh, well. Oh, man. The scrolls are coming to attack Earth. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing here on Earth. I feel like I have a past life somewhere. Hi, Nick Fury. And, of course, Samuel Jack. People complained on Twitter. Like, some of the feminists on Twitter complained. But it, I, did, I wasn't initially bothered by what they were saying because I thought it kind of sheds a light on, like, who's really the most important here. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were... They, they, Man, they really take these microaggressions hard. They said Samuel L. Jackson had sixty spoke sixty seven words of that trailer to Brie Larson's thirteen, and I was just like, now when I say that that voice, right? I'm just like, oh my god, you tepid wench, shut the fuck up! I don't care, right? But like when you when you really kind of roll that back and unpack that for a second, I was just like, wait a second. Apparently, this is supposed to be like a flashback to the 90s, right? Because in the post-credits scene, when uh, 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 half the world's getting vanished, Nick Fury, you know, pages, uh, you know, who's supposed to be Captain Marvel with like his time machine pager, and is going to contact Captain Marvel, and it's in the 90s, hence her crash into the blockbuster. There's so much you could have done with it. Look. Look, say what you want about Black Panther. Say what you want. It was so it was so politically driven and motivated. It wasn't that great of a movie. It was overrated. Whatever the fuck like that. They man, they they put their foot in the ass with the marketing. 
Will they put Run the Jewels in the background for that shit? I'm yeah. Like, oh, I, mean, like, I was excited to see that movie. It looked amazing from the trailers. And me as like as as a as a Run the Jewels guy, I can you know like as a Run the Jewels fan, hearing like any other soundtrack drops, I'm like, let's get it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're immediately pumped. You know, putting. This but, uh, I was like I'm ready it, for it had, bed. It, it, I'm, I'm gonna go to sleep now. It's not that it's bad. It's just basic. It is by the numbers, rote, plain. Uh, 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 it's like visual tofu, flavorless. Yeah. And I'm just like, look, you could. I feel like you could have done a lot more. Like there's a scene right where I told you about this, right? If you could just offer the character just some levity. Like, she doesn't seem like just a bored bitch on set just, like, saying, do they pay me now? There's a part where she's on a bus, right? And there's an old woman who's, like, smiling at her. And Brie Larson just flips out and just straight decks her across the face like Luke Cage. But with no emotion. Like, Nicholas, like, you know what's so funny? Nicholas Cage essentially did the same kind of thing to someone in The Wicker Man. He just walked up to someone who smiled on his face, and he cold cocks her the same kind of way. He had almost no emotion on his face, but when he did it, it was just funny. But I was just like, because it's Nick, Nicholas Cage punching a bitch in the mouth just randomly. Yeah, if, but she if, she looked bored. If they edited the scene where, like, you know, the old lady who was probably masquerading as one of the scrolls or whatever like that catches her attention, just one half a second edit would have made that scene immediately funnier. She catches Captain Marvel off guard. Marvel looks at her, and she's just like, huh, like, frozen, like, oh, God, and then punches her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been funny. If it's set in the 90s, don't give a stock bullshit superhero loud fake Dollar General Hans Zimmer music in the background. Yeah. That's just blaring loud in my fucking headphones. Play something from the 90s. Well, isn't it ironic? Just, <laughs> it was so boring. I, I mean, mean, like, just... I mean tell, me, tell me, wouldn't a 90s song in a 90s set superhero movie helped it if they listen if they have a chance to do a do-over trailer like a Put some trailer fucking too. metallica in there or god anything anything would have helped it i saw the sign from ace of base yeah you know i mean come on oh that she wants is another baby yeah yeah captain Marvel. just anything <laughs> come anything on. Like, just, just have it just be fun. I don't know. Like I said, it's... Here's a good thing about Marvel that I think is a lot different from, say, like, another tentpole movie franchise, like, say, Star Wars, is Marvel can have a bad movie, and there will be another movie down the line to, like, pick up the slack, you know? I haven't seen a goddamn one of the Ant-Man movies, but I know what happens in them when you see other movies. Even those trailers were dynamic. But, like, still, I haven't even seen those movies, and I feel like, uh, I don't think I'm gonna miss them. Because I also, I had to also talk about, like, how I feel like I, 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 I just, I'm dried out. Before, before Infinity War, I was really getting dried out of this whole superhero craze, too. Like, I'm, 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 mass, I'm, 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 I'm matching, like, a whole bunch of reasons why I really thought this trailer I'm just ready for some new content, other than Marvel. Yeah, like... And also, you know what, also, too, like, I think what made the trailer kind of boring, I don't think it's necessarily, Brie, here's the thing about actors, okay, here's the thing about acting in films, they do what the director tells them to do for the most part, okay, and if you have a couple of, like, 
I don't know who the direct. I don't know the directors off the top of my head, right? But they're also new to big budget Hollywood film directors. Mm-hmm. They were also indie movie directors. God damn it! They're they're two people. I think it's like a like a like a husband and a wife team. They've done like some small shit before, and then like this is like their big project. But basically, you know that Kevin Feige is just in charge of everything. Right. He's gonna make the decisions. So you shoot it the way he does it, and we're gonna give you a little bit of a budget. I they probably didn't give him too big of a budget to fuck up anything. But apparently, if you're Look, from what I heard, I think Avengers 4 is already made and it's already tightly under wraps, you know? Hopefully, the, the Russo brothers can make her look good. Ho- hopefully? I mean, hopefully she's I mean, that, that, more that, dynamic in that. No, I'm, I'm saying that that's, that's what I realized about Marvel movies. You can have a Marvel movie that sucks and or that you just don't favor, but the later movies where they like amalgamate all the characters together can be awesome. I did not really care for the first Thor movie. When Loki came on the scene in Avengers, the first one, he doesn't even say shit. He has a blue scepter and he immediately murders everyone. I was like, I like that motherfucker. <laughs> I like Loki. Yeah. The first two move, Thor movies sucked. Ragnarok was pretty hilarious. Yeah, Ragnarok was great, but that that also has to do with who the director is too. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah, talking about that. Yeah. New Zealand. I know. He's awesome. (laughs) He's awesome. He's a really cool Kiwi. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call him an Australian person though. (laughs) All right. All right. Anyway, but yeah, I was talking about I was talking about like uh, what I was talking about uh, Brie Larson's Twitter. I was sort of uh, kind of reminded of like how she hashtags everything from Good Morning America to anything from you know Diane Feinstein to 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 uh, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. Like, uh, I mean, okay, that's fair, I guess. You know, I'm, so, I'm I don't want to be the person who gets automatically triggered because someone's political leanings because I feel like the left does that in spades mm-hmm. and they do it better. Because they know how to fucking end your life and your career for over a disagreement, and I, I found myself realizing that, god damn it, like you can have your politics, but realize people that even even sometimes you can find people who you're ideologically aligned with can sort of make you sick sometimes, right? Because tonight oh, yeah. there was like the huge, the huge like Texas senator debate between Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz tonight, and I was like, I don't like either two, of these two douchebags. I don't like either of these two dipshits. Like, no. like I'm just not going to vote this year. No, right? I'm not either. I I refuse to vote. I I dislike both of these people. Right, right, right. But like, like what I was saying about Brie Larson, like her celebrity Twitter, her blue check Twitter is like. I'm making a point to kind of bring up, like, how celebrities sort of, like, I'm not saying just because you're a celebrity you can't use your voice or whatever like that. You, that's just your occupation. But to know that you're using your voice as a celebrity, to know that people will just follow you willy-nilly and do whatever the fuck you say, I think is, like, wow, that's what kind of blows my mind. Like, I want to say, like, I have over the, like, the power I have over you I think is a lot greater than the power you think you have over people like us. And it's not because you think you're richer. The power I have over these people I hold in my hand. It's called a fucking remote control. <laughs> or my wallet, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's, but you, like, you talk with your money. But, like, one of the things I saw, right, you know, you know, like, the hot news people are talking about right now, right, is the goddamn, like, like the, the, the Brett Kavanaugh, um, um, a Supreme Court uh, 
um, um, nominations, for, for confirmation, yeah. you know, and I'm pretty sure you guys aren't all, you uh, who are all listening to this, you guys aren't late to the party, you know it's all happening, the Democrats pull their final Hail Mary, which they do for most uh, um, um, Republican nominees or Republican pick nominees <laughs> for Supreme Court, they really like to throw the, uh, the, the sexual malfeasance Hail Mary. And like a week before the confirmation, you have one woman who is a, uh, I think, is a university professor out of California, uh, Doctor Christy Christy Ford, I believe her name is. I think so. States that uh, about thirty plus years ago at a party, Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her in the bedroom. No, tried to. That's I was going to make that. I was making an interesting distinction. Okay, like when people frame something like that, like a really really fiery accusation right out the bat like that. That's pretty fucked up. When the media we have, the the, the media that publicates these stories, they always brand it as accuser with sexual assault allegations, especially when everything is all in post-Me Too. It's a machine that's, like, grown so big that it doesn't even matter that the original, like, you know, founders of the movement or the original... Uh, uh, influencers of the movement are just hypocritical are, pieces of shit. Oh, are, are pedophiles? Yeah, it's like it's that's how huge it's grown. It's like this, like it's almost like a virus that pretty much is like ideologically infects everyone. Okay, but you have a lot of these people right here who 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 automatically, without proof whatsoever. Uh, are saying that Brett Kavanaugh is a you know obviously a molester because I mean like let's 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 just face it, I feel like they knew their target was like on a fucking platter. I mean they get they did every goddamn thing by having Piper Parabo cosplay as a fucking Handmaid's Tale people because they honestly believe that when Brett Kavanaugh is appointed, which I think he probably has, he's going to somehow take away all of women's rights. Fuck out of here. No, 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 no. I don't think that's going to happen. He seems like he's a pretty principled dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really, I don't have really too much to say about him outside of this. But I mean, let's I, face like, it. They, they can't necessarily take away rights that are already there. They're laws. They're it's already the law. law. You, you can't just say, oh, well, you know what? I'm just going to take this law away. No, you're going to have opposition. You can't do that kind of shit. Like, like it's, and and he's, he's said that he's not going to do that. Yeah, so, and, and, and it was so funny. Like, people have tried everything they can from fucking Cory Booker Spartacus talking about, I have a classified memo right here that says that he does not believe in racial profiling. Like, And he just showed it. It just made Cory show his ass how like, stupid he was. Okay, get expelled from the Senate. I'd be like, bro, did, did you not read that memo very but well? It's, like, a lot of people have said this, and I'll say it again. It sounds like the Anita Hill thing. Now, to be fair, I was not old enough to really have a clear-cut memory of the Anita Hill thing. I know about Anita Hill. I Like, if you were to do a Google image of Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas, I know exactly what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I know what it tailed, but... I didn't know the degree of the allegations that were made and shit like that, what was said about the guy, and it's just like, I was like, these people are ringing it through the, the ringer right here, and I was just like, this makes me really just hate just the, just the inner workings of politics. It kind of makes me feel... It's just little, garbage. It kind of makes me a little bit... Like, I almost feel like, did I really, like, waste the last two years of my life? Like getting so gung-ho into politics and almost like, like, I'm at that point right now, right? Get get this right. 
And I'll get back on the Brett Kavanaugh thing in a second. But how about that point right now where it's just like, uh, like, before the internet was a big thing, people had their, you know, their, uh, their political leanings, their ideological leanings, and that was just the makeup. That was, like, just their personal makeup. That's just who they are. And these conversations didn't really, like, come up unless they were kind of asked or, like, you know, they talked about it in the ballot box. Time from time again, maybe you'll have some conversations spring up around the dinner table when the family's watching the evening news or something like that, and they'll give their two cents about it, you know? And a lot of times, man, people, you know, will adopt their, like, the like the politics of their of their forefathers or their families and shit like that, and they don't change. Some people kind of find their own way throughout their life and their own life experiences. That's why I never find, I've never made a point to just label myself politically speaking, you know. If I were to, I could probably just say I'm more moderate, kind of libertarian-ish kind of thing, you know. Um, like, let's say, for example, when it talks about, like, electing Trump for president or some mm-hmm. shit like that. In 2016, it was an interesting proposition because you're looking at, like, this is an interesting way to throw a wrench into a system that's kind of fucked up a lot of people. It sold people a bill of bad goods with about hope and a whole bunch of bullshit. I never sat by and I said, like, I never really felt like I had really many political leanings, you know. And I'm, you know, and I'm st- even in my, like, young 30s, I'm still sort of, like, trying to navigate around that, you know. Mm-hmm. I just sort of gravitate to what makes sense towards me, you know. Sure. Like, uh, good, solid economy. Don't fuck with my guns. Don't fuck with my speech. Uh, give me get, a better tax rate. Yeah, give me a better tax rate. I don't give a shit what gays do. I don't give a shit what, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I really just don't give a shit. I'm, I'm pretty simple. I don't care about necessarily. I may not like the actual act of abortions, but I, I can say that, you know what, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want. It's your body. Hey, my kid. Or whatever like that, you know. I have I have a certain position about the government stepping in having to pay for it. I think it's kind of weird saying, get the fuck out of my body. But hey, before you do, can you pick up the tab, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I'm pretty middle of the road. I'm the type of guy that says, listen, I have a... I'm I'm the good idea guy. I'm not the party guy. You yeah, know? I've voted. I, I'm pretty sure if I decide to 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 waste my time and vote in public office ever again, like you know, I'll vote for someone who I just think like, okay, you're well, kind of speaking has, my language. Yeah, who has the same ideals that you do? But and who you know who has the best plan? But, but it's like now I can't like I, I look at the people who sit there and say like they proudly label themselves Democrats or proudly even Republicans, and now I can I can kind of say like like both there, parties are diff- pretty despicable. What's up? Well, both parties are pretty despicable. Both po- po- political party political yes. politicians in each party. Yes. Yes. I'll 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 keep it to the voter. Like I've seen a lot of batshit fucking crazy Democrats in my day. I'll I'll get you. To, I'll tell you the story about the time I went to. Uh, 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 I went to. Uh, uh, there was a time, like, I think, uh, about like nine years ago, where people were trying to protest Mitt Romney coming to the uh, the Dallas Sheraton Hotel. I will talk. I'll talk about that later. But I was invited to come along to see how people do about that shit. There was like a couple people holding up, like you know, everything the mainstream media is telling you is lies. All right. But you think Barack Obama gonna save you? That type of shit, like that, that type of shit. Mm-hmm. You know? And I remember like 
finding myself I were like him being chastised by a whole bunch of people. It wasn't anything bad. They weren't violent to him. There wasn't anti-fascistas there <laughs> fucking with him. But like if I were in the headspace that I'm in now that I was then, I was just really indifferent to all of it. I thought it just looked fucking stupid, you mm-hmm. know. But it's just like when you sort of, you know, when you sort of get like force fed a red pill you weren't expecting in life, it's really kind of hard to see, to unsee things differently. So when I see like politicians during these like confirmations hearing right now, how they really just, they're not, I don't feel like they're operating in the interest of best people. No, they're They're, interesting in in their own like showboating. And they're in, and they're in the fattening of their fucking pockets. I have a whole lot of shit I can be mad about about Democratic politicians, especially how they're conducting themselves and how they're spinning this hysteria with uh, did he or did he not touch this woman or kind of shit, you know, just to kind of to not stack uh, the Supreme Court with Donald Trump's picks. Their their Trump derangement syndrome's just gone that wild, you know. Yeah, I mean it's but, pretty bad when you you're you're looking at something that didn't actually happen 36 years ago but like but but like when you see this right and the reason why i bring up the anita hill thing like or like the obvious like parallels between the two it sort of makes you realize wow these like like just because i'm sort of newly updated to this shit right i'm kind of wondering like have i always like has it has things always been this way has these motherfuckers already like like when you realize man all these motherfuckers in Capitol Hill have just been so shady, yeah. self-serving dickheads. Yeah, absolutely, all pocket, of them. Who pocket our taxes. Absolutely, all of them. They get free health care, they get a free paycheck, pension, everything. It's like we listen and to And all these... they do is fuck us. And it's so bad because like, like all these people right here who are telling us like, like, like Christian Gillibrand, right? Who's saying that allowing her to speak in an in a, in a open hearing tomorrow to testify under oath uh, about his about her claims about her allegations that Brett Kavanaugh touched her at a touched her titty at a party is silencing her. She really said that in a tweet. I hope she deleted that. She was basically doing like yada 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 yada. Wait, giving get them giving her a platform to speak is silencing because her? she's going to be surrounded by a whole bunch of I guess old white motherfuckers who think she's full of shit. And I was just like, this is why you need more black Republicans. So you but other a... women from the party have come out and said, no, that shit didn't happen. There's, yeah, there's a lot of people. You know what's so funny, right? I, I'm i always getting to these non-sequiturs. It may actually be kind of a long show. My butt's going to be fucking weak tonight. But um, <laughs> it, it reminds me of something, right? What um, Also kind of dealing with uh, the Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, Penn, Penn Gillette. You know, from Penn and Teller, mm-hmm. um, he was in the news for like a very brief moment in time because like the media is looking their chops for any saucy Trump story. You know, hashtag Toad Mushroom Mario Kart Stormy Daniels I'm whore kind of shit. But uh, um, you know how people always like talked about this rumored N-word tape from Trump when he was filming uh, The Apprentice some odd years ago and shit like that. Well. Um, Penn was asked about that. He was asked about, like, when he ever on the set of The Apprentice, does he was he ever like that? Now, considering it was, like, back in the time, I think maybe before 2008, he was on the show and shit like that, and he was a callous, grabbing by the pussy, saying whatever the fuck he wants behind the stage, back, back when people weren't really assholes about it, but it was the birth of the let's get 
really, really, really like, you know, crazy offended by everything. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, I've heard him say a whole bunch of fucked up shit before. Like, yeah, but he's like, would you really tell your account of that story? No, no. And here's why is because I am a magician. Okay. I'm not trying to, you know, as you know, not trying to like veer off anything like that, but like humans by nature, especially when it comes to re- you know recollection and memory, we will, it's almost impossible to take any one memory that we have as humans and recall it as perfectly down to the detail, everything. It's like, I'm not reliable. There's thi- We're just not built that way. It's like, I'm, it's like, I'm not a reliable person to hear a certain type of story. There's context you won't be getting in this. Uh, that in, in my interpretation of how he said certain things, I can't sit there and tell you verbatim what he said and say and 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 and, and, and um, sort of relay any sort of um, you know malicious connotation to it. I can't tell you that, and I don't remember everything from that because maybe I'm wrong about certain things. There's people who were probably there who could probably call everything I said into question. And plus, to sort of like use my testimony as a weapon like that, I think that's the last thing this country needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, like it's wrong to do something like that because when you put everybody under that type of microscope, I'm not of just saying bad shit. You know, no one would, no one would stand the scrutiny. And I think that's what people are trying to do. And I think that's kind of fucked up about this Kavanaugh thing. Like, yeah, it just it seems a lot of the same kind of shit. And I, like I saw like a tweet from Julianne Moore that was just blowing my mind. How it was just like you know you know like social media wokeivism. It's like social wokeivism ain't gonna die as long as there's social media around. Okay, I hate to say it. No, that's true. If the Bolsheviks had social media where they were taking over Tsarist uh, Russia. Good God. <laughs> That's funny. St- St- Stalin would be Stalin would be living in like a like a like a like one of like those um what a gulag or he, something. No, he would he no Stalin would be alive right now in like a cryo chamber <laughs> being kept alive like those heads they have on Futurama and shit yeah. like that if they had like the technology I believe. That's one of the things I hate about this shit. It's like they know how to mobilize with social media and a lot of right wing people like a lot of old like right guard people don't know how to fucking navigate social media. That's one thing reason I kind of like am pissed off with a lot of uh, you know, uh, uh Republican politicians in the White House. Like, holy shit. You got like you letting the fucking Democrats walk all over you, and they'll probably try to find the best way they can. They'll use every weapon they can to make sure that you don't get your Supreme Court pick. And right now, you guys can't even handle the fucking, like... That, that, that's an argument for a whole other day. But I'm pissed <laughs> off at pretty much everyone at Capitol Hill right now. But, like, Julianne Moore did, like, this huge, um, like, little, like, compilation video with all the other uh, mainstream actresses, A-lists from TV and movies, to read off, like, this pamphlet thing about why they believe her because she's women. <laughs> you know, they believe Dr. Ford because she's women. I just can't, you know, I just can't wholeheartedly believe anybody, you know anymore you can't take people at face value anymore because people are deceitful and let's keep it real like i i like we don't know what happened necessarily but if she's saying that a titty got touched at a party 
and she like they were he was trying to go to third base and she wouldn't let him and she he didn't try to slide home anyway then what the fuck what what crime was there they were both kids they were both teenagers how you remember that so fucking well and you, you know it's it, like i mean you can go to a fucking club and be touched anywhere because there's so many fucking people. This motherfucker was so. Come on. This dude was a judge for fucking goddamn twenty plus years. You could have derailed this motherfucker's career at any anytime. point in time. Yeah. Any time. But you know what? She hasn't hid. Who the, the fuck found you and paid you off? You know what? She also doesn't hide the fact that like uh, um, um, her and uh, her and her husband are huge Democratic Party canvassers. Oh, we'll see. There you go. They also do like a lot of the uh, the protests and shit like that. She's probably a pink pussy hat wearer. Now, do I think she deserves necessarily getting death threats? No, uh, of course no, not. No, obviously that goes without saying. That shit's but, stupid. But it's just like the sneakiness of these motherfuckers. You know what? And her initial like tale like of talking about all this shit, right? Was was in a note, in a small memo that she wrote to uh, Senator Feinstein. And she sat on it for a long time. That's what these people do in Washington. They they hold things like this until it's an opportune time just to play their little cards that they have against each other. America's not a country. It is a business. It is a business. <laughs> and it's just like, oh man, so many fucking crooks in in. in, in in, uh, and America's in not a democracy either. It's a federated republic, but you know, hey, that's why I'm just like, eh, eh, oh well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get too big on my, on my black pill shit tonight. Well, we, I guess we have one last, uh, uh, last funny thing. little thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I gotta talk about this. I, in closing on on the Brett Kavanaugh thing, I have a feeling that like all the Republicans are pretty much gonna line up after this. There was even a couple of holdouts. Like Jeff Flake, who was just like, I don't know, I don't like, you know, he basically said translation, I don't like that Donnie Tiny Hands motherfucker, fuck <laughs> him, fuck you motherfucker, okay, <laughs> suck my dick. Translation, I think it'd be important and very prescient to hear this woman out, and maybe we have to hold off the vote until maybe there's an FBI investigation. It's like, how are you gonna fucking investigate some shit? Like, 36 years ago. Come you could have, on. You could have told your local police department 30 plus years ago if that shit if you felt If you felt that it was so wrong and so detrimental to to this man's profession and the people that he was going to be around, you should have done it then. Yeah, I hate the fucking games. And I, don't, and I don't mean to marginalize women who have been attacked and things like that by any means. I don't mean that. I mean, for shit that's just happened in passing, that's probably happened to men and women alike, there's no reason to bring this shit up other than to have some kind of political or monetary gain. Exactly. And, and, I, and I, like I said, when you think about like the unscrupulous measures that are majorly like Democrat-backed and supported media, you just see how they push every single bad story about Trump and almost no bad story about, like, say, Antifa or uh, the Keith Ellison domestic abuse story mm -hmm. or just any shit like that, you know, like, it, it's, it's, if it's not sensational enough for them, they're not equal-handed. Well, they, they like to moves. make up uh, taglines, too, about how she got raped when that's not even true. She's, that yeah. wasn't even fucking molested. Yeah. It's like she had a titty touch and she said no. 
and then he stopped. It's just, it's ridiculous. I've been to parties where girls straight up drunkenly walked up and grabbed my dick. <laughs> I ran into the corner and cried afterwards, but I, it made me a stronger man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. He'll probably get confirmed and, you know, a whole bunch of women will start crying and slitting their fucking wrists and gaining about 60 pounds because they, 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 they've adopted unha- unhealthy habits because they're just... They lock themselves in turmoil. They just don't go outside to see, just get a breath of fresh air. They don't buy themselves a game console and veg out and play some fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, they don't look at all the other gorgeous things in life, man. You know, oh well, that's just me though. All right, um, I guess the last kind of thing we're trying to talk about today, which is sort of like representative of the show's namesake, um. I want to talk a little bit about this uh, this Guardian article that was released, right? You heard about that, right? About oh, the, yeah. Uh, I brought it to your attention. Yeah, yeah, you did, actually. You did, you did. But uh, I figured it would be something to kind of talk about tonight, right? Because um, it's kind of been making the rounds. A lot of people on YouTube have been talking about this because it makes a mention of, uh, like, well, yeah, that's obviously like, on the homepage. It's about YouTubers. It's about, like, uh, it's influencers. It's about alt. It's about alter. It's about um uh uh alt media, you know, like like news channels and in culture and, and political channels and shit like that. Basically, saying that they're tantamount to a direct pipeline to ultra right wing influences, ultra right alt right, you know, influences, right? And the Guardian wrote it. It was written by a woman um uh, name of uh, uh, Olivia Solon. Apparently, she's a part of, like, a media group that's, like, backed by George Soros. God damn, he is, like, the, he is like the world's skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is a real-life yeah. fucking Marvel villain. He is, like, like I swear to God, like, I'll get back up, like, George Soros is Blofeld. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He he is the villain that will. He's fucking Spectre, man. He is the villain that will pour you a glass of scotch when he tells you that how he tells you, he like when he got the prime minister of the UK or the Queen, he would pour them a scotch and have someone deliver it to them while he's talking to them like on like his like actual Skype TV in his armchair with his grandkids in his lap and shit like that. And he's go- he like would tell them how he plans to break the Bank of England. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He's just nice, congenial about it, but George Soros is a motherfucker. Soros soldiers are some unscrupulous bastards, okay? Oh, yeah. And how they pretty much dominate the print media and pretty much all a good portions of big tech is pretty ridiculous. But um, I guess I'm going to kind of read like the top couple paragraphs. It says, YouTube provides a breeding ground for far-right radicalization where people interested in conservative and liber- or libertarian ideas are quickly exposed to white nationalist ones, according to a report by, from Data and Society. I think that is the, the people who compile. That's the George Soros uh like, uh, like media yeah, and they clearly sort of... didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Uh, let's see. Although YouTube's recommendation algorithms are partly to blame, the problem is fundamentally linked to the social network of political influencers on the platform and how, like other YouTube influencers, they invite one another onto their shows. 
The report describes a quote-unquote alternative influence network of about 65 scholars, media pundits, and internet celebrities promoting a range of right-wing political positions from mainstream conservatism to overt white nationalism. They are broadly united by their reactionary position, opposition to feminism, social justice, and left-wing politics, and present themselves as an underdog alternative to mainstream media. Quote, discussing images of the alt-right or white supremacism often conjures a sense of the dark corners of the internet, states the report. In fact, in fact much extremist content is happening front and center, easily accessible on platforms like YouTube, publicly endorsing well-resourced individuals and interfacing directly with mainstream culture. I'll just cut it off right there, but like... Basically, it is your classic. I remember I read this, and like like I kind of mentioned the Brie Larson, uh, the the Captain Marvel trailer. I went through a wave of emotions. Okay, at first, my in my normal human reactionary self, I was just like, God damn it! Always, always. It's like what what is so wrong with people using their own personal agency to sort of like find an education, like, like find different points of view out from themselves. You know how many people are going to libraries reading books nowadays? Well, this it's, 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 it's going back to a time when people of different opinions and different ideas could speak to each other one-on-one and, and not dox somebody or not fight them or do something fucking horrible to them. These people are are going back to a time where they can debate others who may have a different idea than them and get along with these people and have a civil discourse with what, them. You know what it is? It's, it's, it's like, you know what's so funny, right? Like, in this article, right, they have, like, a nice little, uh, like, little diagram kind of we're showing everybody here if you're watching um, the stream. This thing is but, a joke. Oh, it's such a, it's such a huge fucking joke, right? Because, like, like kind of in summation telling you like the like the range of emotions I kind of went through I was just like I read this shit but I was actually quite surprised how well sourced their information was and it was a pretty interesting read I was able to read it and I and I, I, I realized I stopped getting pissed over a while because it was like it is a pretty interesting read but then I got to think about this for a second this is the Guardian this is one of the very many, like, you know, one of the, like, very many left-wing rags that are just holding on by a thread right now. Barely. And... They're just bleeding subscribers. And and what makes it so interesting, right, is despite the fact that, like, they have interesting... They have interesting, like, they, they seem to have well-sourced their articles, because at least they sound like they know what they're talking about, save for, like automatic castization of said people as right-wing radicalists. Or a white supremacist. Yeah, like, I mean, like, aside from that, it it's it's a very nicely enveloped, nicely, nice, you know, nicely prosed smear. It was, it was an easy read, you know, and I kind of found like, hmm, I can imagine the people who wrote this article, the people who were, you know, a part of this, uh, this data society thing, they have found a lot of, like, they spent a lot of time watching these people, these creators that's on this, like, list, right? 
but the people who aren't listening, right? Like they concoct like this huge fucking uh, 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 Charlie Day from It's Sunny in Philadelphia kind of like web thing where they're trying to connect many people who are on the YouTube platform and social media to they're trying to connect them like you know to like you know some people from those like you know just um, center left or center right libertarians to like actual like straight up like avowed white nationalists you know and, you know, you have, like, what names do you see we have here? Like, I don't know if you can kind of see or anything like that. Let's but. see, we've got uh, Chris Reagan, Tara McCarthy, uh, Coach Red Pill, some <laughs> black guy, uh, Mike Cernovich, Stefan Molyneux. Millennial Woes. Yeah. Uh, Lana Lochtif from Red Ice. Uh, uh, Mouthy Buddha. That's a name I haven't heard from in a while. Like, like, get this right. Like, I feel like one of the last things that kind of like last emotions that kind of hit me right when I was reading this article before I started the whole show today. Right, I I looked at this and I was like, hold on a second, right? We're reading all of these names, right? Gavin McInnes, Mike Cernovich, Andrew Clavin. Uh, a lot of like the mainstream like uh, uh, people are seem to be like they, they don't really have any sort of rhyme or reason to like these webs here. Like you kind of yeah, be I a, mean, lot, a lot more orderly or something like that. Well, like you a, have people on here who are like libertarians who um, aren't white, and and I just I'm confused how they're. <laughs> How they're calling these people alt writers and white nationalists? Basically, it's like it's basically like it's like a list of people who have who have made. It's like they source like a list of people who had the highest number of views on YouTube, who has said many things that are in opposition to like the mainstream cultural Marxism, and actually had good salient points because that's how you make your audiences grow. And you'd be like, okay, you're kind of enlightening right now. This is this is like you you've you've lit off a light bulb into my impressionable mind right now. It makes me sub to your content and watch a whole bunch of your videos. And you may even inspire some of these people to do a couple of videos themselves. See, these are people who have the same ideals as most of like middle America. Yeah, but you we all remember like when the when this type of content sort of blossomed on YouTube. It's right around 2014, 2015, right before the presidential election started, right? And look at all these names you're seeing. Like you see the no bullshits, you see Owen Benjamin, Dennis Prager. Uh, I mean even uh, Tree of Logic is on here. Like a lot of these people for the most part when you look at this diagram, right, this very disorderly ass diagram, like why, why even have like the whole web thing? Like who the fuck can even tell what this is? I mean, honestly, it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Okay. You might as well just have like a, just a bullet point, just list names. Or if you're gonna, if you're gonna, they're trying desperately to tie all these people into some mass. Or if you, if you're gonna, if you're if you're gonna codgel up all these names together, like why don't you at least if you're if I was gonna do a smear of all these people, why don't you at least do it on like the level of severity that you've illustrated in your piece? Like just be like these are the number one, these on a scale of one to least radical to ten, to ten to most radical or something like that. So you at least know where you stay. This is just a just a huge just vomitorium of just random well, they, YouTuber names. They made this article for not for you and me, but for people like themselves. 
so they would know who to go after. But like, I, I, I know, I, like, follow what I'm saying. I'm, t- I'm not talking about why they made the article. I know why they made the article, but like this diagram, this fucking diagram, where it's just, like, like you, you ever watch crime shows? Like fucking like, um, like, um, uh, like, like Law and Order and shit like that. They always have the bulletin board where they try to like tie a whole bunch of people to like one central figure or something like that. You know, like there's a web. Like you know, it, there's like a step by step process how one goes to here and one goes to there. I can't tell what the fuck I'm looking at. It just looks like someone just like generated a shit ton of lines in MS Paint and then all throughout that picture just added a whole bunch of bullets. And names under them. I see no in different colors, reason, different sizes. No synchronicity to who or whatever like that. It just seems like those are like the names that you have picked up from people. Okay, but but also also to kind of further go off on that, right? You see the names I'm seeing on right here. Like uh, you know, there's names from the most like you know well known. Joe Rogan is on here. Dave Rubin's on here. Dennis Prager is on here. I mean... Jordan Peterson? I'm pretty sure someone like Millennial Woes wouldn't want to find themselves sort of locked in with... Lofted in with someone like Bunty King. Well, yeah. Or, you know... Roaming millennial. I think it's funny to actually put Mr. Medicare in there. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But, like, you know what that tells you, right? It tells me that... These people... What what this list has in common with all of us, right, is I, I've one time or another, right, have uh, found myself subbed to these people's YouTube channels. For the most part, about 85% of these people. You see James Damore, he got fired from Google. I don't see they didn't put Lindsay Shepard on the list. Maybe they will. I don't know. Where's Laura Loomer? <laughs> She's not on the list. I feel, I feel like there's people that should be on the list that aren't on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Biggest Mikey. I'm not on it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Styx is on here. Styx is like the most liberal. He's a very libertarian. Yeah, libertarian. Yeah, like he's. Here's the thing. Like he, like it's almost just like say, like it's like a dog whistle. Cause get to this, the, the left is not. They they ain't here for the debates. They're not here for the reasoned arguments, okay? They're about saying, listen, we're about domination, we're about power, and we're about silencing you about the most the most effective way we can. Herein lies the romp, though. We are a publication that is dying. We are an online publication now that's They're dying. They're desperate. And we're looking at these people right here who, who have a greater reach and a vaster, more wider reach than we do. And then it got me thinking, just like you said, they knew exactly who they were writing this argument for, but I'll take it a step further. I think they were hoping that people like us, like YouTubers, like people in the commentary section, you know, people who don't fall in line with, uh, you know, current year cultural Marxism. I think they did this also to sort of hope that we were watching this or some shit like that, too, because it says like, hey, you remember PewDiePie? Remember what the Wall Street Journal did to him? <laughs> Remember that apocalypse we fucked y'all up on? <laughs> and then that's when then it really hit me even more so, and I realized, hold on a second. I look at my own like video watching like habits I've kind of been in now in 2018. 
I can safely sort of say, right, that while the commentary section of YouTube isn't necessarily dead, well, I was going to have a joke with saying, like, you know, the commentary, you know, the skeptic, like, like the commentary section isn't necessarily dead, but it sort of had waned down significantly. Well, it's growing into something different. People are branching out and doing different other types of content. I, w- I was on um, um, Andy Worski's channel. He's doing something completely different now. Well, and so is Blair White. Yeah, a lot of these people are on this list. And, then you know... And then it sort of made me realize, hold up, the skeptic community didn't just die. It was murdered. Like, it, 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 it's like this, I feel like this would have had a really huge punch if this, this exact article, as it is, would have had a huge punch if it was released in 2017. Yeah, it would have meant something different. Now this just seems like a desperate cry for help. Because at the time of the internet, right, where it feels like, 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 like time, like, like, there's, there's like this dissonant feeling with time, especially when engaged on the internet, where a week seems like a fucking eternity. Mm-hmm. What's trending now on Twitter, I couldn't tell you, I probably couldn't tell you uh, what it would be a week from now. Right? Yeah, that's just it. I felt like in 2016, where all these people were in the height of their of their retention and their viewership and their popularity especially what they're talking about right now they could have this could have really actually meant something mm-hmm. but now you're almost just kind of stating the obvious right now you put fucking kraut and tea on there he's not even relevant this anymore nigga just came back to youtube and people ain't letting him live you put monday mad on this bitch Who's the biggest joke of all time? Because I, I like that's what I realized. I was just like, you know what? I don't think people need to worry about this. Okay, let's. No, be this is this is very much a nothing burger. It kind of is. It's more. Like, it's a feather. It's a. It's a, it's a, it's a feather ruffler. It's a desperate plea of a dying business. Yeah, I was just like. It's a death knell. Because what exactly? Because like even in your even in your politically tinged article. You're supposed to sell me the. Imagine if I didn't know anything about this shit, right? You're supposed to sell me the dumbass who doesn't know shit about this. Say I'm like 30 years older than I am right now, who doesn't know anything about. But somehow I'm still reading online newspaper publications, right? Like you're supposed to educate me and tell me what is like what is the main purpose that you're trying to relay to me right now? Is there something I should fear from? Uh, uh, right-wing radicalization right now because listen, words words may hurt my feelings. They may say some shit. They may name the Jew. They may talk about the fucking you know the fourteen words or some shit like that. You can disagree with it. You know you can find those you know those viewpoints as repugnant. But what are you telling me I should be in fear of? Are you just saying these type of people who are giving well-reasoned debate and and rebuttals to the crap that we spit? Like, it, it it shouldn't be on such a pristine platform such as YouTube, which is supposed to promote diversity. Are they trying to say, YouTube, you need to do better? Who is this for? Who who are you telling me is the bad, is, it, like, I, I know who you're trying to paint as the bad guys, right? But what are, you, what are you telling me that I should be in fear of? Well, honestly, especially with this diagram shit that they have here, and the whole article itself, it honestly really makes whoever's reading this want to go look at these people's channel. 
if and that's not at, what they want. The only people I know who are really looking at this are the people who find themselves naming this shit. The people, and even then, shit. they're like, "Yeah, this is some dumb shit." Yeah, they're like, not even giving it the time of day. Or they look at it just like it's 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 desperate. This would have had weight in 2016, 2015 when PewDiePie started calling people niggas on PUBG and shit. Well, like let's that. face it, he's not doing any worse. No, he lost a, a YouTube Red show. And uh, I think uh, they don't put his uh, they don't put his videos on trending anymore. But he's still the highest uh, subscribed YouTuber ever. People still ain't gonna listen to him. You're not gonna cut off like in the world today where you can have someone like PayPal or Patreon cut off your revenue streams, and it, like Silicon Valley can digitally unperson you just because of your views right now. You know, it's just like I feel like this stupid article that came out is really just a splash in the bucket because it's you're only gonna like incentivize more people to to take up the cause and this to, is only gonna cause more people to be like go fuck you guardian yeah they're gonna cause even more of these alt media people to to come alive and have channels because the thing about like this sort of attitude that's pervading our society right now it's 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 weirdly sustainable for the time period, but it's also like there has to be like a name for like a virus that kills itself. It has to be like somewhere with a thesaurus. Maybe I'll have to look it up. Usually, I'm pretty decent wordsmith, but it's like it's like a pathogen that like its carriers can infect everything, but like the the virus in and of itself can also kill them. As I'm pretty sure, like a rattlesnake could bite its own tail and still kill itself with its own venom. No, that's, I, don't, I don't think that's possible. You don't think that's possible? No. You don't think rattlesnakes can be killed by their own venom? Not by their own venom, no. You don't think so? No. I don't think that's a thing. I don't know if that's true or not. I'll have to look that up. I don't think that's a thing. I think... <laughs> I think look, look, look. What I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm gonna look that up, okay? <laughs> okay, don't. I had, a, I had a good point. You should just not say anything and maybe sound like I was fucking smart, but no. What I'm trying to say is, like, it, it's a self-cannibalizing ideology right now because it puts everyone, even the purveyors of its message, under this constant twenty-four-seven purity test. You know, especially whenever you leave your digital footprint online. You know. And it's like, if you're not, if you can't, you know, keep yourself together when you're held under that scrutiny, it'll excise you just the same as their ideological opponents, you know? I just feel like uh, the best thing these people can do is just laugh at this shit and just say, like, look, like, we're going to be here because despite what you two won't tell you is, like, they, like... It's still bringing them business no matter what. They are a business. They may be ideologically minded and they like to sort of put forth their own woke shit. They probably put countermeasures for a lot of uh, prevailing alternative media uh, um, personalities. But they're not going to... I mean, I'm not saying they can't Alex Jones and everybody. And I hate to say never say never. But, you know, like, are they just going to delete all these people, you know? People are going to find a message whether they want to or not. Okay? Yeah. Well, they're going to find their own perspective of the message, not yeah. necessarily what the Guardian writes. 
And rattlesnakes cannot kill themselves, but other rattlesnakes can kill other rattlesnakes. Okay. So if that makes sense, you're not, you're not, your own venom's not going to kill you. But your venom can kill an, an identical species. Yes. That's so weird. <laughs> well, just like us, we have bacteria in our bodies that can kill, but they don't kill us. Sure but weird. if we put that in somebody else's body and it fucked up their body, it would kill them. Hey, I learned something new so. today. I learned something new today. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to kind of close out this shit right now because I don't want to, you know, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of done, you know. Well, yeah, we've hit the two hour mark. I think, yeah. uh, but I, I I think this is kind of a pretty decent show. Is there any uh, is there anybody who's uh, talking right now? Like what's up? Like no. who's uh, anybody? I, I don't know like how many people we even have in this whole chat today. Mm. I, like I said, I, I I try not to look at it, you know. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Is there anybody out there who has like any kind of questions? No, not tonight. Oh, uh, well, it is Friday night. It people is Friday. Are- yeah. People are probably doing cool shit, you know. But hey, if you guys have questions, put them in the comment section later. Yeah, bestly put them in the comment section later. Um, also, you can hit me up on my social medias. You guys should know what it is. It's at BiggestMikey, B-I-G-G-E-S-T-M-I-K-E-Y. That's where you find me. No underscore this time. If you have a question for the show or whatever like that, you want me to read it out loud or a topic for the show... Make sure you DM me. I'll read it out loud because, you know, I like to talk about things. I like to give my two cents on things if you haven't already known, you know. <laughs> what about you? Will you get anything to close out with? You want to share your social medias? Uh, Twitter is at LP underscore Bad Wolf. Yeah. Uh, channel is Wolfie's Den for now. Wolfie's <laughs> it's not Wolfie's Corner? What are you going to do like an upload for that? Um, I only have one on there and I'm I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for our next upload so we'll see alright right on well hopefully you do that hopefully you guys subscribe to Wolfie's Den Wolfie's Corner um hopefully tomorrow for uh episode 51 um I can probably get that uh, uh stream with uh Thomas Ellington out the way but uh this is a pretty good show tonight I appreciate you guys for uh listening to this podcast again make sure you uh subscribe like, comment. Show's also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and um, Stitcher. And Podbean, too, I realized. And Google Play. Let's find it everywhere. Just just do your Google search of the Biggest Mikey Podcast. I'm going to try to bang out every, uh, one of these every week. Uh, I appreciate you guys for being there. Uh, Wolfie, I appreciate you for accompanying on the show. And uh, I guess that's that. Yeah. All right. Biggest Mikey. Out.